The standard 30-second radio commercial is about 75 words, but this one has twice as many words so that I can talk really fast. Not as fast as the Formula One-inspired electric Italian-made pro carts at Autobahn Indoor Speedway and events that can go up to 50 miles per hour, which is more than twice as fast as the carts your father used to putter around in. Unless, speaking of Italian, your father is Mario Andretti. His carts may have been faster, but only slightly. These carts turn on a dime, accelerate in seconds, and will satisfy your need for speed. And even if you burn out, you will never burn up in our air-conditioned track designed after the world-famous Le Mans course. This is the fastest commercial in Washington, D.C., from the place that has the fastest carts you have ever driven. Autobahn Indoor Speedway and events. Located in Dulles and Manassas. Small. Welcome listeners, what's happening? Welcome back to uh, another episode of The Locker Room. I am your uh, host, um, Romy Mack, and me tonight, man, of course, you know, I got my man Mike, uh, came to do this, uh, Jeffrey is knocked the fuck out, so um, we're gonna do this in honor of him, but, uh, you know, we're gonna always keep it funky. Big things in the news, uh, I, it ain't really important, but for whatever reason, they keep making stories out of the shit to distract us, but... This Cardi B offset bullshit. I guess the nigga that decided that he was going to uh, crash her set, her <laughs> concert set, try to get this woman back, and um, yeah, what have you. It, it, it is what it is, but uh, yo, Mike, man, um, we got you on the line, man. What, 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 you, what you think about this bullshit? Man, you just go ahead and just let that go, man. You got caught, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta do the time. I want to read... I want to read what the fool said earlier, man. That made me laugh. Well, <laughs> Offset has lost his motherfucking mind. He ain't trying to pay a child support, bro. That's all it is. But, but this don't make any damn sense. He says on Twitter, All of my wrongs have been made public. I figure it's only right that my apologies are made public, too. A nigga was just trying. I say again, a nigga was just trying <laughs> Thank God I ain't got no balloons. Sheesh. First off, nigga, you got caught fucking around. What part of trying is that? Right. You don't get caught fucking and be like, I was trying to be a good nigga. You right, actually. I have to give it to you because that's what a good nigga would do. A good nigga would fuck around on his uh on his lady. Like like the way he was carrying on. What you I don't get that shit. Like how how did you how did you think that was gonna go? Honestly, I, honestly, why you how you really thought that was gonna go? Really, besides the point we're trying to discuss right here, I want to talk about public apology that are made, like how Robin Thicke did with with Shorty. Um, fuck was her name? Paula Patton. Yeah, Paula Patton, fine ass. Um, yeah, Paula. Yeah, trying to he made a whole album. Perform songs live, you know, just trying to just trying to get to her. And yeah, fighting chance. That's all you got. All you got was a fighting chance. It didn't do you any. It didn't do you any good because she didn't stay with you. Um. So now you have Offset making uh, public apologies through his social media because that's the era that we do live in right now. I just don't feel like I just, I, I don't feel like that was the right move try to get your woman back I um I don't really think the public needs to see that shit cause everybody's gonna have their opinions like they're a part of the relationship you know what I'm saying like what y'all doing got nothing to do with us but it makes for comedy when you put shit talking about he was trying to be a good nigga how does that work <laughs> you tell me man he probably thought you know 
know, saying, well, Meek came on stage with Nicki, you know, maybe I can pull something out. No, <laughs> no, Slick, that ain't, that, that, that's not the move. That is not the move for you, man. Um, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that shit, and I really don't care. It shouldn't even be news, but that's just, again, that's just the era we live in, man. We don't want to talk about all the crooked government shit that's happening. We want to discuss Cardi B. Cardi B and um, my man, Offset, which is, we should be talking about uh, Takeoff's album. That's what we should be talking about. Should be talking about Takeoff's album and how it's better. But right, that one, I've, yeah, I still feel like that one is better than, um, what's my man name? Quavo. I still feel like that's better than Quavo. But, you know, uh, they, uh, they they can't yeah okay I know talk about they talk about them saying that they're the biggest rap group um yeah yeah the Migos the Migos came out again reinforcing the statement that they are the biggest rap group maybe maybe in sales they, they didn't add like the whole generation thing like Jaquie started you I don't I, I you know maybe you're right maybe they just trying to get conversation started man because um. King R King R and B uh rap rap groups, it's okay. It can be multiple kings. You know what I'm saying? Like like when T I came out and said he was king of the South. He didn't say he was the only king of the South. And maybe 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 we're taking this Jack West thing or however you say his fucking name out of contact. No, uh, he said I am the king. He didn't say I am one of the kings, he said I am the king. Well, I think he's lost his mind. Um because <laughs> I I heard his record. He's the one with the the Vaunt sample. Um, that's what I, that's the only record I heard by. My boy Mark um played it for me when he picked me up from the airport, um, Wednesday in um in Virginia, and he played me some joints. And I was like, I ain't never. Really, I don't think I've ever heard anything by this guy. So I listened to it. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, he can sing. Don't get me wrong, he can sing, but there's a lot of people that can sing. Don't necessarily mean you got the hit factor. To clarify yourself as king of R&B, because um, yeah. if we had to go, see, there's so many avenues with uh, the king of R&B. Are we referring to all all together, all time people that are still living, or are we talking about people that are, or, you know, are we talking about people that have passed on? Because in my opinion, and this is solely Romy Max's opinion, the king of R&B would have to probably have to be Michael. Now. I had a I had a debate with my brother about this. He says he's the king of pop. I said the mother the motherfucker started out doing R and B when they came in as as him little as little Michael. All his songs were sold. Like "Who's Loving You" is one of the hardest songs to ever sing, and that little boy did it at age ten. Um, the, the whole you know I want you back, all that is, and then like all the ja- all the Jackson hits and all that. That's all. That's R and B, and he still was solidified until the day he died. Did he do sexual songs or anything like that? No, traditional R and B. No, Michael never really. Uh, never, that was never really Michael Steeler. Like the likes of a Tank or a a Genuine or um, Tyrese. Yeah, those guys. I guess. Oh, was it R Kelly? R Kelly can be that if if you really. saying like of this generation i'm assuming that he's like trying to put like r kelly out saying like well his generation was like the 90s you know what i'm saying yeah. whatever even though he still was his face to this day 
But even then, like, how do you push yourself before Chris Brown? There you have it, man. Songs, you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, you know, this whole the whole Chris Brown comparison to this King of R&B. Had he not, <laughs> um, had he not had that situation, had he not fed into the, um, I mean, it's easy to say because I I've never gone through no shit like that and had people just constantly, you know, um, coming coming at me for for that for that particular situation with Rihanna. That happened um, 10 years ago, but he's still being haunted for that because we don't get second chances, but I digress. Um, he, he he would be on top, you know? He, he would have that. That's the career path he was headed for. The first two albums, the way he danced, he was just electric, man. He still can dance to this day, but definitely got into drugs, man. I just hope he don't look like Joel Santana. Like I saw Joel's. Joel's don't have no teeth anymore. Say what? You gotta look it up, bro. Joel Santana don't handle tops. He got he got dentures now from all that syrup shit. Oh shit! That nigga walking around looking like the gopher from fucking uh, Winnie the Pooh and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like hard shit, dipshit. Yeah, his his teeth are gone, and it's like what what happened? So I wonder, you know, because again, there were a lot of guys that were into that shit back then. I wonder, could Wayne's, could Wayne's teeth fall out? Have they fell out? Uh, shit, he might have uh, some fake junk. I think a lot of these rappers run around here with some fake junk. Point to drive home, you shouldn't do public apologies. You shouldn't do public apologies at all, especially nothing personal. Unless this is like a publicity stunt. That's the only thing that would make sense to me, is if it is a publicity stunt. Some would feel though it may be that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if a TV show came out of this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, Offset is, um, yeah, yeah. Offset's album is coming out. His his debut album is coming out. So who's to say that this isn't a ploy to lure fans in? Who knows, mm-hmm. man? They've been doing the same thing, and she's been putting up with she's been putting up with guys like that from the start. She come from that stripper world, mm-hmm. so it's like. They don't view things the same. They might be. They very well might be swingers. We don't even know, man. I don't. I don't. I don't know these people. <laughs> yeah. They people get caught up worrying about other people's lives, man. Especially like celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving to some uh, some other relationship shit. So, like, say you in a relationship, you know, just didn't work out between you and and your girl. You um yeah. If you got any female listeners, uh, you ain't work out between you and your guy and. The day after you guys break up, you find out they start dating. Start dating somebody else. Now it's gonna get under your skin. I don't care who the fuck you are. It's gonna. You can say it don't bother me none. You'll think about it to some to some degree. Your mind is going to start wondering. But does that mean they were doing shit the whole time? I uh yeah yeah Mike, you can lead that one, man. I mean, what you what you think about that shit? I ain't gonna say that they were like into it, into it. You know what I'm saying? But I would think there was some monitoring. You know what I'm saying? Some type of form of uh, communication going on there, whether it be text, whether it be you know, talking on the side or whatever. Something was going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. It may have just been like somebody was playing like the friend role, you know what I'm saying, waiting for something to happen, slide in, you know what I mean, or what. But so for it to happen that quick, uh, unless you was just out there, you know, nah. Yeah, for it to happen that quick, something had to be going on. But at the same time, like, I mean, if y'all done, it really don't concern you no more, so. Yeah, that is the truth of the matter. If you're done... It don't fucking matter. Um, I'll go from my experience, man. Um, I was a bit ruthless. The military gives you this uh, this tool to cut emotions out, be emotionless, 
and compare compare that with the pain that you that you go through from dealing with the girl and you can become heartless so yeah there was a time where i broke up with um i broke up with a girl and yes the very next day I was going out with, uh, yeah, well, I was going out with another one. And I didn't think twice about it. And, like, the other one was dead to me. And that's, um, I'm going to say I didn't have any feelings for her, but that was it. You know, so um, it was, it was the, um, decision I made in my, in my mind that, okay, there's nothing, this isn't going to work out. So I got to roll. You know, I got to, you know, we got to, we got to push on to the, to the next, to the next stop. And I saw my, you know, I saw myself for a little while kind of doing the same pattern. Of course, this motherfucker's calling while I'm trying to do a show. Yeah, I got in a, I just got in a pattern of doing that shit. And for it looked like I, I, I didn't, I, I was afraid to be alone. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of like just once I heard that, I kind of paid attention to shit. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just like I broke up, broke up with Shorty. I just kind of just stayed, stayed to myself. And um, you know, what I mean, you know, relationships are. They can be a motherfucker, man. It's like, it's very rare. Like, when you find somebody that, that actually loves you, actually cares for you, man, you got to do you do what you can to hold on to that. And you actually, when both sides are showing effort, though, don't, don't be don't, don't be no damn dummy. Like, don't be a, don't be a fool for no fuck. Man. Yep, that shit don't go nowhere. You're not able to, you're not able to think for that other individual. You got to actually, um, you know, you got to actually be doing your part to make things work. And um, and keep it th- and keep it things strong because once that's it, that's it. You know, you can feel it. I've I've been in uh, what it's felt like a one sided relationship, and that shit is depressing. It's depressing as shit. Trying to uh, lift up, you know what I'm saying? Trying to push it, basically trying to push a TV upstairs by yourself. You know what I'm saying? A big ass TV. You know, it's hard. But yeah, that, that old block. Yeah, the, the old fucking floor model TV. It's like trying to push one of them bitches upstairs. By yourself, or you know, a couch or something like that. It's it's not it's not to say that it's not to be done. It's just not easy. And if you're willing to take all that all the, all the weight of the relationship, by all means, you do that. But for for me, and in my situation, that no, we're gonna do this shit equally, or, or we're not gonna do it at all. Right. It's yeah. I need you know definitely need you need a best like you definitely need a best friend. That's what it has to be. No other way around it. It has to be that, you know, the um, the individual that you're with has to be, uh, you know, like a best friend. So, as for um, me, it and the whole thing of, uh, da- you know, dating um, somebody after the day, I, I, don't th- I don't, it depends, man. But, like you said, Mike, it don't fucking matter. It don't yeah, matter. Yeah, the, the only time it would matter, uh, if y'all got kids then, you know what I'm saying, you gotta, gotta be investing, like, yo, who you got around the child, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't just be with his face like any other person, you know what I'm saying, especially when the kid involved, stuff like that. So, uh, so that's the only thing that kind of makes it a little complicated. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, well, I don't, don't know, man. Um, You're going to have to deal with that situation like a grown-ass woman or a grown-ass man when the, when it comes to you and decide if, if it was some foul shit going on. If it was, then uh, you're better off. Well, truth be told, you're better off without it anyway. They kind of they helped you out. Yeah. Cause you don't want, you wouldn't want anybody on some on some bullshit anyway to stay in your life. It's not fair. It's not fair to you mentally um, to to be in a situation where you're unsure about that person. If you're not able to trust them, you can you know you can do all that by yourself, man. You can be by yourself and not have to worry about 
um, you know, somebody out there doing you wrong or something like that. They don't need, there's no need to waste waste people's time. Right. Just let that shit. Let's let that shit go, man. Don't be selfish. If you if that's how you want to play the game, then let her. You let her go. Let him go. Or even in this, even in gay world, uh, you know, gay, you go through the same shit. Let let your you know let your boyfriend go, fellas. Uh, let your girlfriend go, ladies. Um, however you however you want to play it. Just just don't waste. Uh, stop wasting time. You know, thinking that or have somebody thinking that uh, everything is cool when it damn it damn sure isn't, and it puts you. It puts you in a position where you have to be—you have to be two different people, you know. You find yourself being two different people, and it's hard keeping up with the uh, with the roles. And mm-hmm. eventually, it gets overwhelming, and you have to—you have to expose yourself. Finally, you finally have to expose yourself. But that's—I mean, sometimes this was best. Um, so, more more to it all, man. Just uh, be be yourself, and the people for you will be all you know. They'll be there uh, in the end. If they're not, you know what I'm saying? If they're not for you, then you got to let them fucking go. So if the homie wanted to uh, be with somebody else, and and that's just what it that's just what it is. Um, other news this uh, this week, well, not even this week. It's been going on for two weeks. We've heard, at least I've heard about it. Uh, famous uh, uh, secret, the, the secret porn stash um, <laughs> app, uh, Tumblr. Is uh, deciding to ban pornography from their uh, site or app or however you um, want to explain it. So what that means is that Tumblr will nobody no longer be in business because I think predominantly it was used as a a short um, you know porn clip um, for a lot of us, myself included, and you know. Um, now um, is the perfect time for somebody to hop on and replace the um, you know the the, the short clip um, porn um, um, site for for all of us you know so if anybody knows anything as you're listening to this put us on put us on the game um, that who is the new Tumblr we um yeah I got it I got introduced to Tumblr maybe uh, about what a year or two. Yeah, it's like two years. Yeah, it'll be two years. Yeah, two two years ago, and I didn't know that they had shit like this. I was like, "Is this real?" And the more I saw a clip, the more I saw another clip, and before I knew it, man, I was like, "This is just the new girlfriend right here." Uh, Tumblr shit. <laughs> um, it's like, man, you know, you get in, you get in an argument with your spouse, or you get an argument with your girlfriend, argument with your boyfriend, you go straight to Tumblr, man. That's uh, that's a stress reliever, that's if, you, if, you, if you will. You know, relieve all that stress. Yeah. You don't need to medicate, man. None of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, I'm gonna be addicted to alcohol. No. Relax. So I mean, I mean, Mike, man, when you when you saw that they were banning uh, pornography from Tumblr, what was your immediate thought? I immediately thought people need to start backing up they uh, they downloads. Thought uh, I heard people are going to uh, Twitter now. I guess some of them are going to Twitter, some of them are going to Reddit. So when I saw it, I was like. I hope something is done for this to keep uh, to keep this ship afloat. Um, like I said, you know, Tumblr is good for a lot of things. Uh, you know, you can put quotes. They put their uh, the comic book stuff that I follow up there. And they have sports clips and things. But yeah, 
on on the really real. That is um that is Pornhub Junior or X Videos Junior or wherever you go to watch your uh you know your your porn, you know what I'm saying, your pornography. Um Tom we Tumblr, um I don't know what you guys are doing. I don't know why you're doing it, but we need we need you to we need you to return. We need you to keep this um, this thing alive, man. Uh, either that, or we just go back. Yeah, we just go back to uh, using um, Google search and videos, and then whatever, and, and just remember the uh, the porn stars you're looking up to see. Um, well, you know your Avenatti's, your your Ava Adams, your Na Naomi Banks, Pinky. Carmen Hayes, for the, for the, uh, for the old motherfuckers that um that's been that's been, that's been doing it just a little bit longer than uh, than everybody else, um yeah those yeah that's a you got you got to go back to that I guess um some I want to do that that's what I want to do after the show I am going to research the new Tumblr we have to figure out who has it who who got the ju who got the juice now. Literally, yeah. <laughs> who got the juice now is the question. That's the name of this episode. Who got hey, the um, juice? If MySpace, you know, if you want to be relevant again, you know. Yeah, Tom, Tom, call yourself Titty Tom now. <laughs> Titty Tom, we want man. Listen, bro. Titty Tom, bring it back. Bring it back, bro. That's what we want to see. Well, they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. So, like. Let's just say your um your boy is going through a divorce or whatever, and you saw. I mean, you pretty much see it coming anyway. But how long um and he asked and he has to like to like to live with you while he uh, try to get you know get on his feet. How long do you let him uh, live with you and your family? Because mm. um, uh, that's your, that's your nigga now. I would say it's situational, man. You guys kind of take that case by case because everything, you know, every situation would be different. But um, I would say generally. Uh, if he like feel hard in, in the whole divorce process, I, I, I give him up to a year. That's just, you know what I'm saying? Just to figure shit out. I mean, it seemed like a long time to people, but, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna, you gotta bounce back emotionally and stuff like that. If you was invested like that, now if you wasn't all that affected by it, then I'll give you a couple months. You know, if you need somewhere to lay your head, you know, I'll help you out there. Well, um. But you gotta show progress, so I need updates, you know what I'm saying? You can be like, just there, and then you're like, a couple times, For me, how long can you stay with me and my family? I guess it depends on me and my wife. Cause you got some some women that are generous. It's like you know, we're not we're not gonna let them just be out there on the street. And then you got the kind that's counting down as soon as they uh, step up in the building. So um, I'm I imagine the woman that would be that that I would make my wife. She would give. We collectively ah uh, going through a divorce. Uh, three months. I give you three. I give you. Th I give you about three months, man. You got a month to figure it out, a month to execute, and a month to move out. <laughs> three month process. That's how it works. Um, maybe uh maybe you can rotate between the friends or something like that. If you need like a year, uh, find four friends and do the three month period in in rotation. 
that is uh that's that that's what can be done uh so anyway um it's the, you know, I mean, Mike is generous enough to let you stay a year, and I give you three months, so you know which friend you want more. Uh, you want you want Mike. Mike's gonna have everybody at his house, and everybody at my house. The countdown begins as soon as you hit the door, and that's and that's just what it is. Um, so, bro, you know we had t- uh, table ladders and chairs tonight, man. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but you said you did. Um, what you what you think of it? I think uh, think Becky Lynch. Flair and Asa had the best match. Right. Of the night. Um, Daniel Bryan and uh, AJ Styles is alright. He's a villain now, right? Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Bryan's a heel. Um, I guess. Um, I, like guys with characters like him, which is like the a small. He's like a smaller hacksaw Jim Duggan to me. Um, Daniel Bryan. When I look at him, he reminds me of Hacksaw Jim Duggan with the yes, yeah. He just he looks like a small, yeah. He doesn't look like he's all the way there. The same way as uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan didn't seem all the way there. At least the uh, the wrestling persona. I don't mean I don't know them outside of wrestling. Uh, I've seen Daniel Bryan like on like Total Divas. He seems pretty normal, but like when he when he wrestles, he does put on like. Uh, he got he got like he got like a short bus uh, type um, vibe to his uh, persona to me. Um, so yeah, so Daniel Bryan and uh, and AJ Styles. Uh, AJ, I like that AJ's getting his just due here in the W in the WWE compared to you know what he was in like TNA. Uh, WWE always has the money that they're always big for money, so that's really good. So when they get behind somebody. And then they can, re- and that person can back it up. It really, it really pays off well, because WWE got a got a habit of having money, and then putting it by somebody they want to be the guy, but he doesn't have it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I.e. Uh, I think, yeah. Like for me, the biggest issue with like uh, WWE acquiring like talents from my like indies and other shows and stuff like that. Don't just pretty much like basically buy them out and then do nothing with them. You know what I mean? So I think right now, I think that's one of the main things they're running into. They have a lot of talent there, and they don't know what to do with it. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, we have this person because we don't want other companies to use it. But he's under our umbrella. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like Vince McMahon is Diddy and the Bad Boy fam. You know what I'm saying? Anybody signs with Bad Boy, you don't hear shit from them. Right. And it's almost the same way. Like, you, when he will have, like, his, his one pick, you know what I'm saying? You may hear something from... Uh, the French, French Montana, or something like that. But ain't nobody like really hot, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, WWE's the shit. Nah. But I think uh, AJ, uh, I think they're starting to run into a roadblock, and now that fans and stuff are starting to speak up and stuff like that, they're starting to get it. So uh, that's why I think one of the main reasons, because their ratings are hitting like all-time lows. And I know Fox uh, purchased SmackDown, I think for, was it, a billion dollars for what, 10 years, I think? So they got to figure something out. It's gonna be a lot of talent switching and stuff like that, so. But I think once Vince leaves the WWE and actually focuses on this XFL stuff and hands over to Triple H, I think we'll see a, a better product. We need to see a better product. There's no competition, and that's the biggest thing. That's what I feel is the fuck wrong with WWE. There's no competition. They have too much money. Uh, they have more money than TNA, so TNA is just, you know, uh, from a entertainment aspect, they have it, mm-hmm. but 
if they don't have the money to market themselves, nobody's going to know about it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, that's their that's their real issue. I mean, you got the New, what is it, New Japan Wrestling. Um, we don't hear about them over here. Where I mean, where can we watch that is my question. Um, right. They have that English barrier, too. I mean, they have, like, English announcers and stuff now, but you still, like, doing their, like, promo stuff. Like that. You don't know what you're saying. So that's why I don't think they're, like, big over here. But um, there has been talk about the um, Jacksonville Jaguars owner starting his own wrestling promotion. Well, that would be dope. And I do believe he is, was he a billionaire, millionaire? One of the two. Yeah, he, he, so, might, uh, he might be equipped. He might be equipped for it. Um, I just want the WWE to make to make these kids feel what we got to feel like when the likes of a, a Macho Man, Mr. Perfect, um, the model Rick Martel, Tito Santana, all these colorful characters, you know. Um, some, I mean, some could talk on them. I was, despite some of them not being able to talk on the mic, um, they still had, uh, they still had a character to them. Like you, you saw them and you believe who they were like Tatanka, you know what I'm saying? Tatanka would always be, you know, he'd do the native American thing and, you know, come in with the, with the feathers on the, on his, on his head and, um, just stay true to the root of, uh, of being native American. And you believe that character, um, raise the Ramon looking at Scott. Uh, Scott Hall, you know, like the different characters he played. Like when he played Razor Ramon, you believed who he was. You know, what I'm saying? like right. the bat, like the horrible Scarface impression. But it it was, you know, you saw it and you and you thought, man, that was, that was him. You know, the day chico, all all of that. Right. You felt you felt that. You know, um, yeah, they pretty much lived that man back then. Yeah. Um, now people just see it like, oh, it's a job, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, they've but. they've they've taken away the the imagination, the mystery of it, like the fantasy. The fantasy's gone. That was the beauty mm-hmm. about being a wrestler, because we could never really confirm if wrestling was fake. We'd always hear about. It. I mean, you always had that one person in the classroom would be like, "Santa Claus is a real." So it'd be like, you know, you know, the one person that says, "Oh, wrestling, wrestling is it is it real?" Well, our, our wrestling is fake. Well. The storylines might be fake. That wrestling right. shit hurts. I don't give a fuck who yeah, you are. You right. try that. Uh, try it. Go uh, ahead. I challenge you to take a power bomb. Yup. <laughs> Do that shit. Do the power driver. Do the power driver on somebody and see what the fuck happened to you. Take a uh, take a clothesline from Bradshaw. Uh, yep. Just, you know, if you think it's fake, go ahead. That shit look. That look like it hurt, man. His clothesline from hell. I still say he got the best clothesline. I I would have to agree. He has the best. Clothesline. Oh yeah, he has the best clothesline, yeah. and uh, Farouk has the best spinebuster. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, um, best lariat or I guess it's a flying clothesline. I give it to Hawk, Hawk, uh, yeah, Hawk and Animal with the with the Doomsday device. Um, yeah, they were you know like I said, the colorful colorful characters, man. It got the got the crowd into. It. I really wouldn't know who the guy is. In WWE right now, other than speaking about John Cena. And Cena's not even really like doing it no more. So I mean, I mean, I, if you had to pick, maybe I mean, since you got the brand split, the SmackDown. I guess on SmackDown it'd be like AJ. I guess on Raw, people would Seth Rollins maybe. But there's no standout like, oh, this guy is the guy. You know what I mean? Um, there, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no standalone. Like in the '90s, you had multiple characters. But none bigger than Hulk Hogan. 
but everybody else had enough had a big enough name where they could stand their own like uh macho man we had macho man you had ultimate warrior they were um they stood you know they stood alone um different different styles um macho man was the ring technician ultimate warrior was all flash and nothing else um unfortunately yeah it's just who he was and when no matter and and even as big as hogan was he wasn't in the ring he was not much of a thriller that he did a lot of theatrics but but move wise hogan didn't have much not at all (laughs) he did not have much i don't care how how much of a fan you think you are if this steers you away from from listening to the show, by all means, I will take that. But Hulk Hogan has a limited move list. Yeah, he does. He has a limited move list. And it's like same for um same for Goldberg. Goldberg didn't have much. He didn't have much he at did. all. He made it look good, but yeah, he didn't have much. Impact moves, but when he did it, like, you felt like ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like he did. He had Goldberg shit. The flip, and the it, flip over leg takedown. He had the little suplex to, um, yeah, basically like some like a some a similar version of the jack, of the jackhammer. Um, yeah, like it was a military press to. Uh, yeah, that thing. That's what it was. The military press yeah. to the to the front body slam. Like those those limited moves. It's very very limited moves. Um, I rarely played like during uh WrestleMania two thousand. And revenge. I rare you would. It's very rare that you would see me playing with the likes of a Hogan. Nobody really played with Hogan. If you played with Hogan, it was because of the storyline, and you wanted to emulate the storyline that was going on. So you would do Sting versus Hogan, but Hogan doesn't have. Yeah, Hogan don't have any fucking moves whatsoever. Same for like the big man, the big boys like Kevin Nash and. There's no, there's no real moves with that. I mean, the guys that had like the moves were like the, really the luchadors. The luchadors had a lot of, they were fun to play with, like in, uh, right. in Revenge and uh, in WrestleMania 2000, like to play as Rey Mysterio and Psychosis and or Chavo, not was it no Hoovertu, Hoovertu, Hoovertu was the one. Hoovertu was the one with his uh his 450 splash. Is uh, it's nasty. His shit was nasty, man. Like he probably had to me. He probably has the best 450 splash. That's just I me. That, yeah. I don't know who would you say has the best frog splash. Ooh, uh, I mean, can you stray away from Eddie Guerrero? I mean, so my top three and three different variations of it. I would say Eddie. I would say RVD. And I would say D'Lo. I'm doing mm-hmm. D'Lo Brown in it. Yes, I said it. Yes, he's the first. He was the well for me. He was the first one I seen that took both of his arms, put it between his legs, and then yeah. did a frog splash that way. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, well, I'm gonna go with. I have to go with Eddie too. I have to go with Eddie on it. But like, and then um, I'm trying to think who have, who probably had the best leg, like best leg maneuver. Sharpshooter is classic. As far as like uh, a, like like diff- I guess difficulty or uniqueness of a of a leg move. Figure, I mean, the figure for a leg lock hurts like shit. I've been put in it multiple times by older cousin, by an older cousin. Um, let's see. That shark shoot ain't no hole neither. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to be able to take that. That's going to stretch out your damn stomach. Uh, yeah. The lion tamer is definitely uh Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's a real deal. Like neck? Yeah, that, that's not. Texas. Not I used one. to really like Texas Cloverly. 
Texas Cloverleaf, um, that move was that move was sick, man. It just it looked cool. It looked cool. The Demolinkos, yeah. And it hurt. It, looked, it damn sure looked like it hurt. But yeah, Demolinko, the man of a, a thousand moves. I don't know if I agree. I, that was a nice pitch line, but Demolinko didn't have no fucking thousand moves. <laughs> I used to trip about that shit. Like, what the fuck do you mean a man of a thousand moves? He doing the same shit. He doing. He doing. Uh, what was it? A front. Uh, chin buster or he'll do the chin. I know he used to do a chin buster. He does a low, a low drop kick. Um, the hell else did Demon Link go do? Yeah, I forget. Uh, he chopped. He, he chopped just like Flair did, and then he did his Texas Cloverleaf. That's the, those are Demon Link goes. Uh, Demon Link goes moves. And if you don't know who Demon Link is, I would encourage you to go watch Demon Link versus Rey Mysterio. Yep. They had some of the greatest, some of the greatest matches, man. Uh, to see, also like the likes of an Ultimo Dragon, like Ultimo Dragon versus, um, like Juventud Guerrero is such a that's such a great match to watch, man. Like those, oh, yeah, yeah, Ultimo Dragon. Dragon was bad. But I used to like playing with him in video games, as well. Like the the cruiserweights, I mean, they were th- they they were the. They were the great uh, preliminary uh, matches before the main event um, of any Nitro. That's what that's the beauty of Nitro. You saw like how Bischoff wanted to do. He had the high-profiled um, guys you wanted to see. You would see, you know, Luger, Luger versus Hogan during a heated uh, NWO run. You know, they were well. You know, then he wins it, and then they would have it like you know he saved the company and or Luger versus Big Show or. That time Goldberg fought Hogan on Nitro. Definitely um, ratings bonanza right there. Um, just off hype, the hype that he that he brought to um, to wrestling was something unheard of. Um, like Stone, get me wrong. Stone Cold is by far, I have to agree. Yeah, the most popular, the most popular uh, wrestler from attitude from Attitude Era. Yeah, from Attitude yeah, 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 yeah. From Attitude Era, he's probably the most popular. He was the first to really uh, say "kiss my ass" to the boss, and you know that's where they they started all of that with the Austin, you know, McMahon feud. Right. That's what I mean, my that's my opinion. That's what I saw. What I remember seeing. I you never they never had anybody like just talk to uh, Jack Tunney. Even when they had Jack Tunney pretending to be like the in charge of the entire uh w, you know WWE they never had anything like that mm-hmm. never, they might talk shit to a uh to a commentator but they would never talk shit to the boss and Austin just brought that he he tell you, he drove that part home man he was uh he was a really good, he was a really good anti-hero yeah i agree with that and, so i think it was is that there it was like Austin, and then right after that, I think it was like DX. So they kind of went like hand in hand. But that was when they needed to win because they was getting their ass whooped in the ratings by WCW for a good little stretch. Yeah, he's um. I'm one of these people. I I like having a opinions that everybody really doesn't agree with. But I really did not care for DX. I'll say collectively, I did not care for DX. If I had a choice between DX and NWO, like oh, it'd definitely be NWO. And it's NWO, not with 17 members or the 17 plus 
I'm talking like me, the likes of a Scott Norton, because he was an enforcer. He li- he played his role. He played his role very well, being in there. But so Scott Norton, Kevin Nash, Hall, Hogan, um, shit, who was a um, I don't know. DiBiase was with them for a little bit, but yeah. Oh yeah, Savage. I'm trying to think, yeah. Oh yeah, Sat like so Savage. Uh, what's my what's my man K Dog? Uh, Conan. Oh Conan. Yeah. yeah. Conan so, played played his role. Yeah. What, what did it for me? I, I was always a Diesel on Razor Ramon fan. So with them two just going over, just you know, saying having that same persona, you know, saying that same chemistry. And I was like, well, I was pretty much sold on that. Uh, I wasn't really a big Hogan Flair, uh, Hogan fan. I was more of a Ric Flair fan. You know what I'm saying? With the promos and the shiny watches, the roller, all that stuff. Yeah, I was more of a Flair fan. Uh, DX, I was more of a Shawn Michaels fan. Wasn't really a Triple H fan at all. To me, I just kind of felt like he was a sidekick. Yeah. And then, like, even even when he left, I kind of was like, "Mm," you know. I like Triple H as an individual. I don't care for him in DX. I feel like DX holds him back. If you ask me, that's just my yeah. my assessment. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, X Pac being in—I mean, again, cool for video games, but from a wrestling standpoint, he was useless. Right. He was useless. I just feel like the Generation X is a bunch of individual accolades uh, that have that are just grouped together. Um, they're, they're not like a great—I wouldn't consider them a great faction. Like the way I would look at um, the Four Horsemen. Four Horsemen were great collectively as a group. Flair, Flair could, but Flair could do his own thing. Arn Anderson could do his own thing. Tully could do his own thing. Uh, Barry Windham would definitely do his own thing. You know. Speaking of Arn Anderson, I gotta know him in that spine buster. Maybe not. Yeah. As oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. am I talking? Yeah. Technique wise, Arn Anderson had it. He was quick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, I just yeah, I just feel like I just don't I didn't care too, I don't care too much for DX and that's just that's just me. I don't I feel like it was good for crowd participation and that's really because of Road Dog. Uh the road the road dog did that. Uh Billy Billy Gunn, that ass shit. Yeah, we, we can do without that. I mean that, that sucky thing was though, like yeah. that was the shit. That know, was like, that, that Yeah. Was, but uh, I'm telling you, man, like, I don't feel like they were, I mean, they were funny when they did the imitate, when they imitated the nation. More so just the guy that did Owen Hart. The one that played Owen Hart, he made that shit funny. <laughs> Triple H did a pretty decent rock. Um, yeah, I like the rock and I like Owen Hart. Everything else was a little bit, I don't, I don't know, they're a little suspect. How they playing the black people? Blackface. Blackface. Nobody's saying shit about that, though. Yeah. As it is now. Well, by the black community, it's frowned upon, but across other communities, it's not like, mm. Yeah, man. Uncle Snoop, sick of Kanye. <laughs> Yo, you gotta see this shit. You gotta follow my religion is rap on uh, on Instagram. He going, <laughs> Snoop always telling that nigga Kanye shit, bro. You gotta relax, man. Kanye gotta relax. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say. So you know we got Christmas time coming up, man. You know movies uh, that uh, you know that we watched during um, during Christmas time. Were very, one that was very popular when we were kids is um, Home Alone, 
And uh, I always wondered, like, because they had two of them with roughly the same thing happening. Like, how, one, how you forget your kid at the house is one thing. It's a hot, on a major holiday. That's supposed to be believable. That's what I call exercising your white privilege. Um, <laughs> the fact that you can leave your kid at home by himself. And and everybody's okay with because they never got arrested. We were just supposed to, like, you know, again, they said in the movie, I'm a bad mother. Yes, that is a bad mother. How do you forget that child, the baby? That's not, you don't forget the baby. You forget the oldest. That's how that, that's how that works. So, I guess not quite. Not only did you do it once, you did it twice. Yeah, it was twice. Wouldn't you look, and yeah, counting that, um, the kid, you got to look at that kid to see if it's uh, Kevin. Nobody saw Kevin outside. Nobody. But somehow, my man, the nosy ass, uh, the annoying ass neighbor from next door was, uh, you know, was 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 counted in the head count, which is strange. Which is strange to me. But I digress. Uh, so, so Mike, man, I mean, what would you think? How do you think the public would react if if that were, let's say, a black family or a Latin family, um, having that situation uh, where you know they're gonna go to black family is gonna go on vacation. They're gonna go to I don't know New York. Or something like that, and they leave the kid at home and like, uh, shit. What's the city? Call it Charlotte. We'll say Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't really see no no black mother leaving that kid. I don't. I mean, I'm no real black mother, no way. Now, if you, you, but if they did, they're going to jail. Facts. Yeah. It's just not even a debate on that. That's what I see. I think that if that happens, they're taking that child away from that right. mother. She's not fit. She's not fit. That's what. It, that's what have been the name of the movie. It wouldn't have been Home Alone. It's called She's Not Fit. Right. And that'll offend two communities. You got the fat community mad, and you got the damn parents. Uh, you know the black and Latin mothers, because they would do the same thing to the to Latin mothers too, and then try to deport them. Mm-hmm. Especially now in the Trump age, man. Oh yeah, they would be uh, reported as illegals, and they gone pretty much. The uh, the crazy thing, especially on uh, the one in New York. Oh yeah. They went, didn't they go to Paris? Uh, the first, uh, what well, they, the second one, because they were supposed to go. You're right, you're right. The sec, the first one, they went to Paris. First they one, went to New York. They were trying to go to Miami in the second one for the, uh, for Christmas. Because he was right. tripping, like, how can you have a Christmas tree, like, have a palm tree as a Christmas tree? Makes sense. I mean, that's what I have. <laughs> that's where I live. Shit. I have Christmas in Miami. I'll take, I'll take my palm trees. I'll be, I'm alright. I'm alright with that. Um, just the whole Home Alone thing is very interesting. Let this guy, uh, the father. You wonder. We we need to find out the occupation of the of of Kevin McAllister's uh, Peter McAllister. We got to find an occupation of Peter McAllister. The nigga took. He has what? <laughs> How many kids do they have? I think they had six kids, and he took his brother. And his kids, and and his wife, all on vacation. Mm-hmm. Plane tickets, hotel rooms. What the fuck does he do for a living? <laughs> where he can, <laughs> where he can afford to take to Paris, bro. 
gonna have to go Kanye on this shit. Paris, bro. <laughs> he took him to Paris, bro. Bob is a, a during Christmas season. Shit. Yeah, mama, yeah, you weren't saving up for a whole year on that. He, he doing something. That's a thousand ahead, I think, man. Calister. Peter McAllister was a drug dealer. He was a <laughs> he was a farm he was a pharmacist if I've ever seen one. Yeah, that's probably uh I'm gonna go cocaine for five hundred. Oh yeah, man, man. That's I just you know that, that is that is just uh something to think about. You know, for y'all listening to the um to to the show, man. And you remember uh the McAllister family, uh, yeah, you obviously know that if that was a black family, that um, there'd be a bad perception uh, in the media about how, uh, you know, look, they don't know how to take care of their kids. Well, what do we do here? We You made millions of dollars off of white people not being able to take care of their kids. But I, I digress, man. That's, uh, that's exploiting white privilege in front of your face if I've ever seen it. Leave your child. Yeah, like Kevin for spending nine hundred sixty-seven dollars on rooms. Yeah, leave your kid behind twice. <laughs> twice, twice, man. Oh, no, oh well, man. Um, shit, Mike, you got uh, you got anything you want to um say before we uh before we close out? Put people on anything? Uh, let's see. Oh, that new uh that Jid album came out. Encourage y'all to go uh go listen to that. All right. Uh, J I D. You, you want to tell them who the king of R and B is? Fish, yeah, I mean, that's what they said, man. They said, I've seen something like that. I heard so. I think Fabo should be the king of R&B, man. Fabo, Fabo come out with that Barbara. Ah, yeah, I would go. I'll pick Fabo from D4L from the Laffy Taffy song. Um, candidates for king of R&B. And on a serious note, um... I guess I I think R. Kelly definitely won. Um, I like, and this is just me, just based off of the hit collection. Um, Stevie Wonder. Why isn't Stevie Wonder being talked about in this um, King of R and B shit? He's still alive. Ron Isley. Why the fuck isn't he talked about in the King of R and B? This is awesome. You, you all you bitches, including myself, have been were made from Isley Brothers Records. You know what I'm saying? But ain't nobody talking about them, though. You got this little young Gipper Gapper uh, Jacque, Jacque talking about uh, he's the king of R&B. You only got a catalog. Where's your catalog? You need a catalog before you can even discuss. You got me yeah, all. I would definitely say probably uh, he would be right now what, in the room. And this is probably giving him a compliment. He'd probably be in the room with Lloyd. Yep. And I'll still give it to Lloyd. Yeah, I think you. You're not even better than Neil, you know what I'm saying? So just, just stop. And you got some hits, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, local, you know what I'm saying? Hell, but damn, bro. If we talking, we talk. The king, a king is legendary. Who's more legendary than Ron Isaac? Fifty years, fifty to sixty years in the music business, man. Mr. Big. You know what I'm saying? Now, Kelly. Yep. We talking about? Yeah. So connect them. R. Kelly and Ron Isley. Um. Stevie Wonder, hell, Lionel Richie, these are songwriters, man, that made R&B, their R&B music and got hit. Yep. Don't nobody talk about the smoke, dog. <laughs> Fucking um, all them guys, man, they chart out, chart out hit. Fucking Donny Hathaway, King R, he dead though, but you know, 
King R&B, Sam Cooke, what have you, man. Um, you guys figure out who your king of R&B is and, and just ride. Well, I don't even think it matters. Why does it even need a label? Just listen to the shit. Everybody got a different sound that they like anyway. For me, it's Michael. Michael is uh, is the elite. That was that's who that was my first uh celebrity that I could even remember as a kid. Michael Michael Jackson. Um, I had heard Prince, but I didn't have an appreciation for Prince until probably high school. High school. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was kind of like I had to figure him out. I had to understand like what is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a whole different vibe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> his charting hits were well before uh, our time. Or at least where yeah. I was very young. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But like now, those hits, those very same hits that were made before is what I is what I probably listen to the most. Like, Do, Do Me Baby and Adore, all these songs by Prince. Those are, that's R&B. That's R&B right there. So, I mean, he can be considered that too. Oh, well. Um, that's pretty, I mean, but for those listening, that's pretty much the show, um, as always, man, thank, um, very, very thankful and appreciative for Mike being a part of this, uh, you know, the progress of the show, um, uh, doing the locker room, man, always appreciate you, man, um, wishing, uh, you know, uh, chocolate thunder, um, as we are Deacon Balls, as we like to call Karumbe, wishing, uh, you know what I'm saying, he was on the, on the show tonight, but you know, you know the schedules. Schedules always uh, uh could be a, be a conflict. A conflict. Um, so the you know moving forward, um, be on the next episode, and you know we to keep this thing, keep this thing funky, and so we can rag on them damn cow. Uh, not the Cowboys, but uh, you know uh, the Lakers about uh, the, you know their their constant struggles, and um, remind remind Jeff how much he uh, he wanted LeBron James to be on that damn team. Um, which is still, that shit is always going to be funny to me, <laughs> but anyway, um, about to, uh, close this thing out, but from, from me and Mike, we out. Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. Get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa Automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa Automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last. Offer ends 831 19.